0: Hello there, and welcome to The Actualized Self, where in each episode, we highlight world-class creators and solopreneurs who have created small businesses to learn how they started, along with the tools, habits, and routines they employ to grow and monetize their audience. We have an awesome episode again for you today, so stick around. Awesome, so we'll go ahead and, and dive right in. to cool thanks page. for being here, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me, brother. Yeah, well, it's it's great to talk to you, man. You've been you've been building publicly for a few years, but you've like blown up. You know, um, I've been seeing your content on a few different platforms. It's been awesome to see this impact that you're having. But when you're talking to somebody that's like a new creator or that's like hopping into the space, what do you find that they misunderstand about this the space of ghostwriting?
1: I think. <laughs> The biggest thing is people try <laughs> to land ghostwriting clients when they haven't even grown their own account first. And I don't think they understand that so you kind of got to walk the walk. Otherwise, you look like an obese personal trainer and you're not going to land clients. And you're just going to waste your time. So you really need to focus on growing your own account first. And that comes from sharing personal stories. And also, I think something a lot of people miss is giving actual advice in an area that people want to learn so for example you know giving actual advice with marketing or writing or fitness because you're solving people's pain pain points or you're helping them get to a desired outcome and that incentivizes people to follow you so i find a lot of people starting out they're giving out motivational content that sounds like it came from a fortune cookie and that's all fine but i think a lot of people would save themselves a lot of headache and they would grow faster if they taught an actionable skill and you don't have to be an expert, but just teach the people a few steps behind you.
0: Yeah. That's, that's fabulous
1: advice. Um, your audio
0: cut out for just a second. So could you elaborate on like the skills that you think are top, um, the things that are in in most demand or the things that like are most vacant in the space? Cause I agree, right? Like Twitter is full of platitudes. LinkedIn is full of platitudes. Um, but your content I think is really sort of hitting these niches and marks that others aren't like and and what are some of those gaps that I think you're finding that others aren't?
1: Yeah, I've personally, I could speak from personal experience is writing because writing is applicable to everything. You know, if you're copywriting, if you're writing an email newsletter, if you're trying to grow an audience on social media, if you're writing YouTube scripts, you know, it's applicable to every area in life, even just personally. I I wrote a speech for my brother's wedding recently and it did very well and i owe that to writing so it's not even just professionally but personally so i found a lot of people are interested in writing way more people than i thought because of you know how much impact it has in all these different areas um but also marketing is something that does really well like people that talk about the psychology behind marketing and break stuff down uh, because it's applicable to a lot of people, right? you know it's interesting oh how is how am I being influenced? How can I influence others and have an impact on their lives and then fitness is another one, but this is an interesting thing. You can talk about anything, pretty much everything, maybe not Peruvian throat singing, but you can talk about anything, and as long as you it's it's more in the way you say it you know I'm not the best writer in the world, but I think. What helps me stand out is I, I give personal stories. I I'm not the most professional or corporate. I'm not afraid to say things in a silly way, and I, I think that adds a lot of depth because everyone's trying to be so serious. Everyone's trying to to come across as perfect. You know, I'm I'm just some guy. i like I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but here's what's worked for me, and hopefully it works for you. And I I, I use slang, and you know I think it feels like there's a person behind the account. I think that goes a long way when it comes to growing because everyone's so scared like, oh I got to appear appear perfect and you know it's like I got to come across as an expert I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to be me say some funny stuff make people laugh and share my lessons so I find you can talk about pretty much anything but in the, the way you say it and that comes from repetition you know at the, at the start I didn't really have much personality because I was I didn't have much confidence as a writer but over time You know, you build that confidence, and you you're like, oh, like I'll try saying it this way. Oh, I kind of like that. You know, people reacted well, and you just get in your flow. You you feel that sense of community. Um, but yeah, and a big way to kind of figure out what you want to do is, who do you like consuming content from, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: what do they do? What do they talk about? And are there accounts that are monetizing or growing? on social media in that domain you you're interested in if yes that's a good sign it means there's market demand so those are a few few different ways you can kind of figure out what you want to talk about and all that that's that's amazing advice Um, and, and i'm really curious like for
0: for you because you've stepped into this space of really sort of like owning ghostwriting right and becoming one of the authoritative voices in a lot of spaces when it comes to ghostwriting how do you like step into somebody else's like voice and perspective and do it in a way that's like really authentic? Um, right. Cause when I read your content or when I like a look at your newsletter, things you're doing, I'm like, and then I like see you on screen. I'm like, oh, that's Dakota. Like that's him, right? Like that's, that's just who the guy is. This all like aligns. How do you do that in like an authentic way when you're stepping into somebody else's voice? Um, And and I know that you like, I've read a little bit about your onboarding process and how you're thinking about that in terms of sort of the the calls and whatnot, but like, how do you, how do you do that? Because my sense is you do this in a, in a way, and you have a methodology that's, that's
1: unique there. Yeah. So I hop on a one to three hour call every month with my clients and what I'll, I'll be very observant with their mannerisms, the wordings they say, how they phrase stuff. For example, I had a client that was from the UK, and he said, mate, a lot. Like, oh, like, hey, mate, how's it going? And all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, there's something there. And I'll take note of that. Like little, little phrases they say. Um, if, do they use slang? Are they more informal? Are they very corporate? And I'm just kind of building out this this dossier in my mind, you know, like little little quirks about them. And, you know, I'm not going to hit it 100%. I don't think i maybe like if you're like really, really good, but I think it, it is an adjustment and it does take time to get that feedback from the client. And but like, because before I even post any content, I send it to them for review. I am like, Hey, give me any feedback. Like, is this how you want it? Is this in your tonality? And sometimes it'll be like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. And other times they'll be like, Oh no, actually I wouldn't say it like that. Or I, I don't talk like that. And it's like, okay, you're giving me data. And I can take that in the future and just get better and better, so I find a lot of it is just paying attention and listening and recording you know things that make those people stand out and really getting feedback from them like that's huge and expecting to nail their voice right off the bat is is not realistic, and so um it's really important you you get that feedback and then also, I haven't done this yet, but using chat gpt going forward you can analyze writing so you can find okay what are the best posts that my client likes they're like oh you nailed it right there and then you take those and you get chat gpt to analyze the writing and it can give you these different characteristics and you would be like okay like i want you to write in this tone going forward like these tweets like rewrite it in this tone and then boom you know so i think the smart ghost writers and writers are leveraging AI. And using it in their yeah. workflow and they're gonna to continue to do so.
0: Yeah. Is is there a way to do that with
1: like taking
0: like emails from the person and like and just like having like a cross section of different things and then trying to sort of merge them into a voice? Or is there a way to take like existing content that's already out there and then map to because you're trying to modulate for a few things, right? It's like you're trying to sort of put things in a Twitter algorithm or a way that yeah. like not an algorithm, but in a way that sort of speaks the Twitter voice. You're trying to sort of nail their voice at the same time. Um, like, are are there ways to do that with like existing content that most people have?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So you can, let's say, your client has a newsletter. What you can do is you take that entire newsletter and you get ChatGPT to break it down. You know, like, give me the main tonality. Like, what's the tonality of this writing? And there's actually there's a new feature with ChatGPT. It's called custom instructions, and Mm. you can feed it data. Like, for example talk like i want you to talk like a caveman with all future responses and so when you prompt it it's going to talk like a caveman with all the the responses it gives you so you can do that with the different tonalities of your of your client and you can train the ai Uh, my friend austin he actually trained ai to write in my voice write tweets in my voice and it was scarily accurate like it, it was it sounded like something i would say i actually posted one of the tweets uh, a week later after he showed me it and it did really well for for my account i was like <laughs> holy crap this is nuts um i'm not sure his process for doing that but yeah i don't have ai write my stuff though i just tested it once i like writing so i did it but um yeah it's gonna it's definitely going to be a tool going forward 100 percent. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty
0: fascinating to see how that, how that ends up. Um, yeah. A little bit of a, a segue here, but you know, you've had this, like I've seen you post a little bit about struggles, about struggles in terms of sort of like finding career voice about struggles. And we had to overcome coming up um, as a kid and, you know, working through addiction stuff and poverty and all these other sort of like big, big meta challenges. Um, you know, I I'd be curious from, from your perspective, like what are the things that you see in society today that like just drive you crazy? Or if you could just wave a magic wand and trade, like, you know, just tweak a few things, like make things like change a little bit.
1: How, what would, what would be your, your solution? I, it might be a bit polarizing, but I believe that men today are demonized for no reason. I, well, I think there's a, a pendulum swing. So I think, Women were treated kind of shitty back in the day. And I think there's a big pushback now. It's like, okay, now men are evil and all of that. And it's kind of sad to see because people are shamed for being a man or being masculine. And truthfully, like in my opinion, I think we need masculine in our lives. You know, ma- masculine men are the, the people that show up when wars need to be fought when buildings need to be built and I think that's a beautiful thing and I think it's a a great complement to feminine energy and I think a lot of men today are lost you know a lot of people grow up without fathers they don't have that strong masculine role model you know a lot of a lot of men are very timid and lost in life and I think that's why you see this big flock go into people like Andrew Tate and all that or Jordan Peterson stuff like that because men are just looking for someone to lead them looking for that strong role model we don't have that in today's society and it, it's kind of sad and you know like i've had people just call me a misogynist or like just for being a, i don't even do anything i was like, i, I was just like a man and it's like what did i do and it, it's yeah. kind of sad and um i'm hoping that changes you know obviously like let's let's treat women fairly like i damn rights. let's like em- empower them but like let's not shame men for being men like i didn't choose to be a man you know half the population didn't choose to be a man so i think it's just recognizing you know we need men you need masculine men we need feminine women we need you know everyone in between but let's not shame each other just because people in the past you know certain like small minority demographic treated people a bad way it doesn't mean like everyone else going forward is bad so that's kind of my take. I think we need more masculine role models, and I, I think true masculinity is is leading people and and treating people with kindness, but also being stern when you need to. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really well said, and it's a, and it's
0: a great segue to this. You had this tweet um, that I think really resonated with so many people, um, but it essentially said, "If you're men in your twenties, read this." Um, it's been bookmarked, like. I mean, over 13,000 times, it's been reposted 12,000 times, but some of the headlines, if I could just read them quickly, tell Mm -hmm. your parents you love them, stop using sex as validation, quit porn, learn to enjoy your own company, find role models, lift weights, stop procrastinating with self-help books, invest in coaching, on and on, like really practical things. Um, And if I had to guess, like the reason that played so well is because it's, it's really sound good advice from somebody who's walked the walk and who needed this level of structure, right. Or who didn't have it, who, and like, and who mm-hmm. had to actually sort of go about and find their own solutions. And I think there is this like thing that a lot of young men are experiencing where they're, they're not the same biologically as women or even close and they don't have the same thoughts or feelings. They're not, it's not exactly the same thing. Right. So like, they're struggling to find this, like this purpose, the direction, this, all these kind of things, and they don't necessarily have an archetype to look up to. So I think when somebody like you steps into that void and it's just like, you know, here's the things that helped me, people really respond
1: to that. Yeah, man, that's, that's something I try to, try to do with my content. A lot, I think a lot of people, they see social media as a tool to make money. I 100% do. I, I 100% do. But I, I see it also as a way to make an impact on people. And when I write content, it's like I'm writing the content I wish I had years ago. And I would like to be that role model for, for some, you know, someone that may be struggling or was in the same position. Cause that's really cool. You know, making money is cool. Getting likes and all that stuff. That's cool. But when someone DMs you and be like, Hey man, like this really made an impact on my life and how I, I view things. Thank you. That is super cool. And that you can do that mass, at mass scale as you grow, you know, you can reach out to more people and that. Is really really cool to me. So, yeah, it 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 means a lot to me when I when I can connect with people through you know just writing.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. And, and you know, we read a few of the things that you know you you suggest and walk through. But if somebody's like at a at a career hiatus or just not sure of the sort of direction, not happy with where they're going, and you had to recommend, here's what I would suggest you try to do. Like, what what would be like the two or three things that you'd say to to get started?
1: Yeah, I think one, I can just speak from my experience, might be different for other people, but I I think social media is one of the best tools ever, if you use it correctly. Um, And when I started growing on social media, I didn't know where it would lead. I was just posting content of stuff I found interesting, and I was studying writing and different skills, and I was just teaching what I was learning. And that led to me connecting with a lot of high level people and becoming friends with them, which also led to me getting in circles where I learned more stuff and eventually turned that into a business. Um, I think creating content is great. You know, it's not for everybody, but I think a lot of people would be surprised. Like you got an interesting story to share. You have interesting skills and knowledge you can share. And like, what's the downside? You know, you tweet into the void or post into the void and nobody sees it. Okay. Oh, well, well, you're forced to understand um, you're forcing yourself to understand what you're learning on a deeper level because you're, you're condensing it into, into a post. And like when you teach something, you're forced to understand it more. So, I mean, like worst case scenario, you, you just understand things on a deeper level and that's leverage going forward. Uh, So posting on social media, um, experimenting with different things, reading books that are maybe outside your wheelhouse too, like totally unrelated to what you normally read. I read all different things like finance, um, spirituality, marketing, psychology, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, like just random stuff. And I find you create a spider web kind of in your mind of like different connections and it really sparks creativity and opens you up to different possibilities. So doing that and just kind of putting yourself out there just being vulnerable. I think that's missing from today's world is people are kind of scared to try new things or screw up and fail. And there's something beautiful about that. You know, that's kind of life. I think we're going to look back on all of our lives and we're going to we're gonna look back at all the hard things we did and all the, the failures and look back on it with a smile. So I think more people should just put themselves out there because who knows what, what it might lead to, right? Because if I started with social media, I'm like, oh, what if I fail? It's like, I wouldn't even try. But I, it was kind of conditioning myself. Oh, what if this goes well? You know, it just changes your life and it changed my life. So there's a couple things are.
0: That's that's. Really, really empowering if i could follow up just on the last piece because that i think that's huge that advice around like conditioning yourself to say like what if this goes well right mm-hmm. like where'd you where'd you pick that up um because that's advice i think a lot of us have like heard or people have heard before or sort of you know it sits in the sort of like vc space right of like if everything goes well then you know then xyz but like how would
1: you personally like make that i think it started with when I had social anxiety, or when I told myself I had social anxiety for many years, I, I would feel this sense of anxiety come up, and I would just tell myself I would identify with it. Oh, I'm socially anxious. I have social mm-hmm. anxiety. And because I didn't separate my feeling from my identity, I adopted mm-hmm. the behaviors and thoughts of someone with social anxiety, so it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. But it wasn't until I read the book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, they said something in that book where it talked about separating your feelings from your identity and to challenge your thoughts so I started doing that you know when anxiety would come up I would stop saying oh I'm socially anxious I would say I'm experiencing a feeling of social anxiety this does not mean I'm socially anxious and then I would kind of reframe it I'm like okay let's think about all the times I was confident and I would think about that and like, maybe the time I got a girl's number or I had a small talk with a stranger or whatever. And I would flip the script on it and am like, oh, okay, like I am confident. And because of this, yeah. this, this in the past. And then I started slowly adopting the identity of someone who was confident. So I just kind of took that lesson and it was like reframed it. You know, something bad happens to me or whatever. It's like, well, now it's a lesson. And then I just think it was one of the biggest mindset hacks for me. Okay, what if this goes wrong? Well, what if it goes right? You know, it just kind of goes in the opposite direction. There's nothing wrong. I think there's no, there's no downside to believing everything is working in your favor, no matter what. So it's uh, it been one of the most powerful mindset hacks I've, I've used in my life. And it, it really came from experiencing social anxiety it's such a massive reframe right
0: because then you just mm-hmm. start to see more possibilities you have all these good downstream effects you assume positive intent where you wouldn't have before you just you don't think things as personally when they don't work out or if you have a weird interaction you're just kind of like oh like you you just reframe it and contextualize it in a totally mm-hmm. different way um, yeah which is which i think is is really incredible and um you know, the 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 combination of that that you just said, which I think was really fascinating with the mm-hmm. the realm of books that you've you've read and how you've essentially sort of made this mental spider web and framework for how you approach things and problem solve and write content and all those different things. I'm curious, like what if you could rewrite the curriculum for everybody in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know either like a national level or a world level, right? But like Here are the things that you're going to learn from like ninth through twelfth grade. We've we've got this school system that like is a little bit archaic or, you know, pushing you towards going to college or all these different things that you should do.
1: Right. Like Mm -hmm. if you had a chance to sort of inform the curriculum, where would you start? First off, I would teach how to learn like different ways Mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? We go through school and they never teach you that. They're like, okay, learn this. This is how you do it. There are multiple different ways to learn something, and what works for one student is not going to be the same thing that works for another. I think that's why a lot of people hate school. I hated math class, I didn't understand it. Like it took me a lot of work to get it. But I think when you teach people different ways of learning, then they're going to pick up on what works best for them and they're going to enjoy the process more because they're not frustrated. They're not trying to put a round peg through a square hole. So, learning how to learn I I think Richard Feynman has a great book on this I think it's six easy steps or six easy pieces or something um yeah so like there's so many different ways and I think if we just focused on that uh, from the get-go people would get better grades they would understand things better they could learn anything you know once you learn the fundamentals of learning like you know you can go any route you want so I think that should be the foundation you know from the first seven years, maybe, I don't know how long, but that would set the foundation. And then, you know, kind of have a choose your own adventure. Obviously, have the foundational skills, but, you know, don't have this like forced curriculum. Like, you know, maybe you, you're more creative. Okay. How can you monetize that down the line? Like, teach some business skills. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think the foundation should be learning, kind of teach the foundations, math, blah, 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 whatever, and then choose your own adventure. And then teach them how to, you know, fundamentals of business marketing, you know, sales, some stuff like that. But that's how I would do it. I don't know about everybody else.
0: That's, I mean, I love that approach because it's like, it's channeling somebody's innate curiosity, right? And it's like, and it's teaching them to sort of be inquisitively curious and like it's a self reinforcing kind of thing, right? Because you learn how to learn, but then you're also able to sort of direct that in ways that you find fascinating, like, it's a self-perpetuating, you know, self-moving kind of machine, which is really cool. 100%. Yeah, love that. I know that we're we're almost up at time here. Um, what are you working on right now and where can people learn more about you?
1: Yeah, so right now I'm just scaling up my mentorship um, business where I show people how to grow and monetize their social media. And if they want, they can, you know, go further with uh, ghostwriting. So I show them how to do all that. Um, but yeah like my main thing is dakota robertson.net that's my website couldn't get com. don't have an original enough name for that but uh that's like the main hub there but yeah twitter is my main or x whatever you want to call it that's my main social media and that's at wrongs to write w-r-i-t-e and
0: uh yeah Awesome, man. Well, love the content you're putting out. Love all the great stuff you're doing. Um, you put out some really incredible sort of ghost work writing cohorts and some other pieces too. So everybody listen and make sure that you're, most of you are going to be following Dakota already and seeing his incredible content. But if you're not, make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter because there are so many nuggets in there um, and little pieces of learning that you can do. But thank you, man. This has been really fun.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Really appreciate the thoughtful questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely just hitting stop here thanks so much for sticking around i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did make sure to go to the hyphen actualized hyphen self.com and sign up for a newsletter it's totally free and you get all sorts of exclusive information highlights from each episode video clips from gas and just key lessons and takeaways to boost your creator career thanks again for being here and we'll see you next week